Happy Christmas to you. Happy Christmas to you. It's oh, tomorrow, oh, Gail. Oh, my, my goodness. Panic, oh. panic. She sounded like Marilyn Monroe then, singing to President Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going a bit mad. But I don't think she did Happy Christmas. It no. was something else. What no. was it now? Hello, oh, Mr. No. President, oh, or something. Oh, that's right, <laughs> Mr. President. <laughs> We're going a bit mad. <laughs> We're here crazy at the table. here because you know. I know. It's Christmas. It is tomorrow. So, have you got the tree and everything organised? What's your yes, pantry looking like? Yeah. Oh, well, the pantry. Yeah, not too bad actually. I've sort of got in my mind what I'm going to do. So, you know, it's all good. Yeah. Just take it out. Yeah, I've got it written down what I'm going to do. Not too complicated. What you need is a list yeah. for the kids and the grandkids of you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this. Gotta be it, nice. Yeah, otherwise, you'll be in the kitchen all yeah. day. Yeah, no, I don't believe in that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're gonna move off to Hawaii. Wish I was. Ooh, um, we're gonna do this Hawaiian shortbread squares, and I thought this would be quite nice to have, um, just in the tin. So that when you've got visitors, you know, this would be lovely to bring out over the Christmas period. So um, it's tropical because it's got, you know, Hawaiian got What do you think of Hawaiian? Pineapple. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to start off with one cup of plain flour, half a cup of icing sugar. Now, a half a cup of cold butter, and they stipulate not margarine. So cold butter, medium banana mash, that's one. Uh, a 14 ounce can, oh, 14 ounces, sorry, that's going back a while. About a four, jobs it, Daisy. Is that showing something? 398, well, mil? Um, well, a can of crushed pineapple anyway. I don't about know what 400 they 400 mils. About 400 <laughs> mils, yeah. Let's not get too close to the mark. And that's drained, you know, a can of crushed pineapple drained. Uh, one cup of desiccated coconut, a half a cup of slivered almonds, and a half a cup of sweetened condensed milk. Now, what we're doing here is we're combining the flour and icing sugar, which you normally do for a sort of shortbread, in a medium bowl, Cut in the butter until it, uh, the, the mixture resembles fine crumbs, and that's what we do. So line sort of like a um, slice tin uh, pan with foil, just leaving a little overhang, you know, over the side, because you're actually going to lift this out. Um, and grease the foil as well with cooking spray when you know we're not we don't want any failures over the Christmas period because you know you're all busy and uh, we can't afford for anything not to go right. And then press that mixture. Uh, firmly and evenly in the pan. Okay, that's over the spray tin foil. Combine the five remaining ingredients uh, in the, well, use the old bowl, you know, don't get out a new one, um, and spread evenly over the shortbread mixture. So you're combining the rest of it over it. And bake at 175 degrees Celsius in the uh, oven for 40 to 45 minutes until golden and cool because this is shortbread so holding the foil um just make sure that it's pretty cool though because shortbread when it's warm it tends to sort of break up easy so holding the foil remove the shortbread from the pan and cut into squares and that sounds really lovely that sounds a bit different it does it? sound a bit different with that mm. shortbread base and uh, banana pineapple coconut i think it just sounds really good yeah, absolutely. it's quite a nice one to have on tap if you've got visitors. All right, you've got to go away and make this right now for your neighbour. 
and hopefully your neighbour's me. Actually, that sounds good. <laughs> well, yeah, it's an easy thing to do at the last minute, I don't think. There's something quite satisfying about making shortbread. Yeah, uh, there is. Yeah, and you know, and it's everybody loves shortbread. Oh, yeah. and, and, and this with a different topping on, I just thought, well, hey, we're just looking for something just a little bit different, not Why too not? complicated. All right. Are you going to go along with the gem recipe? Well, this I is am. so traditional I sounding. Know. I like it. But, you know, I just sort of looked at it and I thought, I love ginger gems, but not everybody's got a gem iron, iron you know. And uh, it's probably something that you could, oh, too late to ask for one for Christmas. <laughs> vouchers, be. vouchers, yes. and get yourself a gem iron because these are lovely. And, um, you know, and the, the, the ginger gems that come out of it, oh, they're just so yummy. And, of course, you've got a light ginger, which I do. Mm. But um, they're beautiful, eaten warm with butter. Stop it, Gail. Right. <laughs> so what you're doing, and you might find them in the secondhand shops, actually, because we just never know. Mm. We might go, have to go searching over the Christmas yeah, New Year period. It, it might be something that for you to do, be on a mission. Yeah. Right. So we're starting off with one teaspoon of ground ginger. One cup of flour, one teaspoon of baking powder, quarter of a teaspoon of salt, one egg, half a cup of milk, 25 grams of butter melted, two tablespoons of golden syrup, and two tablespoons of brown sugar. So, nice and easy. Sift the dry ingredients into a bowl, combine the egg and milk, and fold into the ingredients. We all know what folding is. Melt, butter, sugar, and golden syrup together, and mix in last of all. Now, you've got to put these in the hot greased gemines. So while you're doing it, you know, you preheat your oven, of course, to 200 degrees Celsius, because you do need a high heat. So while you're making these, please do put in your gemines to heat up. Can so, I just check something with yes. you? Because I've got 250 degrees, and that could be my typo. Does yours say 200 degrees Celsius? Oh, oh, sorry, 215, it says. What, uh, let me see. Um, oh, no, hold on. We're looking at this. Put 12 hot grease gemmines and bake 12 minutes at 215 degrees Celsius. Oh, mine says 250. But if you're, if you're doing it in um, muffin tins... You bring it down to 200 degrees Celsius. So it's 215.15 and bake for 12 minutes. But those gem irons, part of the secret of these is that the gem irons are hot. Okay? So you're spraying them and putting them in. And um, so it'll take you a little bit to um, make, put this together. And in that time, you know, and don't forget. Please use an oven cloth or something to take those out because you could easily forget and think, oh, yes, they'll be ready now, and Ooh. take it out and that you'll burn yourself. So Majorly. Majorly, yeah, because yeah, they're iron, you know, they're gem iron. So it's just like a branding. It. It, is, it is like a branding, <laughs> yes. So really, um, yeah, just be very mindful of that, that you do need your, your um, you know, thick cloth to take those out. And then you're only cooking them. Um, for 10 to 12 minutes, and look, when they're cooked, they should come out nice and easy. You know, take them out straight away. You don't need to um, to wait till they cool. Just put them out on the rack and um, try not to be tempted to at least have one or two with butter on while they're cooling down. So just lovely for uh, over the – I'm doing this for over the Christmas period now. 
brilliant. I tell you, I haven't had ginger gems for ages, but I think I told you a while ago when I moved into my last flat, there was a gem iron left there. I didn't take it with me. So whoever bought the house has got it now, which oh, is a bit of wow. a bummer. Yeah, because it's not like it, uh, they don't really, um, um, you know, deteriorate. No. A gem iron is a gem iron, anything and it's like that. it's good as a doorstop. It's pretty sure. blooming heavy. Yeah, <laughs> pretty good. All right, so you can find those two recipes. Go to our Facebook page, Coast Access Radio. Of course, for by and about the communities of Horofino and Kapiti. Gail's been looking after you with recipes for... Oh, about three years now, probably even a little bit longer. Yeah, it is about nearly three years. Oh, nearly uh, yeah, nearly three years, I think, Tanya. Oh, what's your favourite Christmas song? We better have one more um, since we've been leading see. up to Christmas. Um, have we got any sort of one done by... Uh, uh, not I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas. It's the best sold single ever um, by Ben Crosby, but that's quite... Is it? Yeah, it's the best single ever sold. Wow! Um, of a Christmas song, I think I'm they did an amazing recording with Bing Crosby after he passed, and also David Bowie, and they put the two together. So it sounds like they're singing together. Look at your eyes! Truly, yeah. Have we, you got it? I'll see if we can find it, eh? That'd be fantastic. King to see Pa-rum-pa-pum-pum Our finest gifts we bring Pa-rum-pa-pum-pum Rum-pa-pum-pum Rum-pa-pum-pum Peace on earth Can it be Years from now Perhaps we'll see our finest gifts we of glory. Say the day Lovely. Oh, it was lovely. 
I'm going to play that when I get home. I didn't know the name of it, so I had to look it up. But I knew if I put in David Bowie and Bing Crosby, I'd find it. So it's called Peace on Earth hyphen Little Drummer Boy. And they've just put one on top of the other. Not literally. But yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely lovely. Oh. No, I really like that. Perfect choice for, for this time. And you're on At the Table with Gail, the day before Christmas, Christmas Eve. Yay. Yay. Gail's, wow. getting her, Gail's getting her um, her food drunk. She's got a tipsy well, trifle yeah. cake. And I wasn't tipsy when I chose this. I'm oh, like, yeah, Ash. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> um, now, this is called tipsy trifle cake, and you can actually make this two days in advance. So don't, you know, just, you know, have, have it to make done it already. for New Year. You'll have to make it for New Year. No, that's right. Yeah, exactly. But you can have it in the fridge for two days. So, you know, you don't have to panic about it. You've probably got all everything organised now for the big day itself. But this is good to have for another special occasion. So we've got four eggs, half a cup of caster sugar, two-thirds of a cup of plain flour, 25 grams of butter melted, a third of a cup of sweet sherry, and... Um, if you don't want cherry, you know, please use um, orange juice or something like that. But um, it's your choice. A third of a cup of raspberry jam warmed. A 125 gram punnet of fresh raspberries. Oh, and I bought some the other day. And 85 grams of a packet of raspberry jelly crystals. One and a quarter cups of boiling water. And, of course, whipped cream. But this one... Just sort of seems a little bit complicated, and I don't like sort of getting too complicated with things, but this looked really nice, and the fact that you could make it in advance really appealed to me, and it serves 10, so it'll serve a good crowd. And to, with this goes a custard. So I'll give you the custard, two tablespoons of custard powder, a third of a cup of caster sugar, one and a half cups of milk, two teaspoons of gelatine, two tablespoons of water, and a 300ml tub of that thickened cream that can get off the supermarket shelf, one teaspoon of vanilla extract. Now, you want a spring-formed tin. I'm always talking about spring-formed tins, guys. So, you know, um, I'm sure I've forced you into actually going out to buy one on the occasion because we use them all the time, and especially for this. So using a 24-centimetre roughly spring-formed cake pan, grease and uh, line the base and side um, with baking paper. And, you know, honestly... It's so important, especially with this, because it looks... I am going to show this to Tanya after an illustration. We haven't done it today, and it really is lovely. So if you can extend that uh, baking paper just a little bit over the edges of the pan, just a little bit over the edges. Now, what we're doing is we're going back now to the cake. Beat eggs and sugar in a small bowl of an electric mixer for about 10 minutes. And that is until thick. And we know that's what it does. And it will almost be white. And transfer to a large bowl. Sift flour over the top and gently fold in with the melted butter. Now pour that into the pan and smooth the top. Now cook in a moderately slow oven, and we're talking about 160 degrees Celsius here, for about 30 minutes. This is basically the spongy part. Or until the cake springs back when lightly touched in the center. You know, we, do, we like the springy touch. And they call that cake in the pan. Now we're going over to the custard. 
to make the custard, blend the powder with sugar and a third of a cup of milk in a medium saucepan until smooth. And mix that custard powder in while that milk's cold. So don't, you know, do it. Just make sure it's blended before you put it on the oven, on the stove. To make the custard, I'll repeat that, blend powder with the sugar and a third of a cup of milk in a medium saucepan until smooth. Stir in the remaining milk and stir over a medium heat until the custard boils, but I, that sounds hard. Like I would say, till it sort of comes to a simmer, turn down the heat and thickens because you don't really, I don't sort of don't believe in really boiling custard. It sounds like, you know, you, you've got it, and it's thick and it's, it'll be like, you know, rotorua in the mud, you know, sort of plop, plop, <laughs> plop. So, no, just watch that, just like you're making ordinary custard. Now, you transfer that to a heat-proof bowl, cover the surface with plastic wrap and refrigerate that until just cool. Now, we're getting back to the cake. Oh, no, we're still getting back to, this is the custard. Sprinkle the gelatine over water in a small heat-proof jug sitting in a pan of simmering water and stir until the gelatine is dissolved. Now, you can do that, but I, I sort of think, you know, sometimes it's, um, I think, is that? Oh, no, it's not hot water, so you might have to do that until it's dissolved. And remove and cool slightly and whisk into that cooled custard that you have put into the fridge with the plastic wrap over the top of it. Beat the cream and vanilla with electric mixer until soft peaks form and gently whisk that into the custard. Brush sherry over cake in pan. Spread with the jam that I gave you in the recipe. Pour over the custard and refrigerate for about two hours or until firm. Then you're sprinkling over the raspberries. Dissolve the crystals in boiling water in a heat-proof jug or bowl and refrigerate for about one hour or until chilled and starting to set as I would say you know sort of thicken up now spoon that jelly over the berries and refrigerate overnight until set now it looks com it, well I, I don't know whether you felt that sounds complicated I read it and I thought well if you read it through twice you can't sort of go astray but that's what it looks like in the end very no way. Yeah, it does. That looks so much nicer than... Not that trifle is, uh, is messy looking. It's delicious to eat, but it can look very messy That's looking. Right, and yeah, that with is the fruit so juice. It, but this perfect. is just so lovely and all that beautiful... So you've got the sponge, and I'm telling you from the illustration, then you've got that beautiful white, you know, because when you've, you know, um, done the custard powder and it's got the cream in it, it's sort of really white... And then it's got the red jelly. So you've got to be pretty good at guessing the jelly is ready to put on, really. Because then you've got a little wee couple of centimetres over the top of that of the red jelly with the raspberries on top. And I must admit, it does look very nice. Very impressive when you cut it with a wet knife because you've got the jelly and that, you know, sort of foamy stuff. So a nice, sharp, wet knife yeah, or hot knife. 
Yeah. I'm thinking right. I'm just going to go into the fridge with my spoon and eat it straight out of the bowl <laughs> and annoy somebody and leave yeah. the spoon in there. Yum. So that is that is really nice. And it, it sort of sounded a bit complicated. And I said to Tanya, you know, um, I didn't want to sort of get too involved with too many complications. But that one is probably, is, you know, is the most complicated of the day. Oh, I think that yeah. sounds really good. You yeah. could make that for New Year's Day. Well, you could. Yeah. yeah. Take it around to somebody's barbecue. All right. What's next on your list of attack? Well, I thought these two for over the period of Christmas and uh, New Year, maybe. Um, these are Allison's Mango and Macadamia Muffins, and they looked so lovely in the illustration with the mango sort of once it was cut and they were there, and I thought, oh, they look really nice. So I thought, yes, I'm going to give those and get the listeners to, you know, try these. And I know they're just a muffin, and you might think, well, what's Christmassy about that? But I just think, you know, it, it's uh, we're thinking sort of beyond Christmas, yeah. if you know what I mean, and just having lots of people around, lots of visitors and things like that. So this gives you 12 regular-sized muffins. Okay, it's not the big ones that you get in the big pans. So we're doing uh, a half a cup, which is about 65 grams worth, finely chopped um Mango slices, and I think they must be Allison's. I don't know whether she has them in those help yourself bins or the whatever. The dried ones. Yeah. yeah. And half a cup of um, orange um, or mango juice or orange and mango. I don't think it really matters. It'll go with the mango slices anyway. And one cup of orange or mango yogurt, which I'm pretty sure that you can get. If you can't find that and you're desperate to make this, um, just use plain a quarter of a cup of canola oil, or oil, um, I'm not sure whether the ordinary oil shouldn't make any difference, one large egg, one teaspoon of vanilla, a half a teaspoon of salt, uh, a half a cup, 65 grams um, of Allison's Choice Macadamia Nuts, chopped, two cups of self-raising flour, and one cup of sugar. So using a wet knife or scissors, so there's a tip straight away, cut the dried mango strips into thin, thin strips. I won't give you the measurements because I don't want you to get out your ruler or tape measure or anything like that. So using a wet knife or scissors, which comes to mind, what was I doing? I had to take a plate and I did a dessert and I was cutting up something. What was it? And putting it in, and I thought, oh, there must be some easier way of doing this. Marshmallows, that's right. Oh, yeah. Ambrosia. Oh, yeah. And I took it out, and I was cutting these marshmallows with a knife, and I kept having to run the knife under the tap, and I was thinking, gee, there must be an easier way to... Ah, scissors. scissors. So I got out the scissors. Oh, like a dream. Went through the marshmallows a lot easier. But uh, but anyway, using a wet knife or scissors, cut the dried mango strips and thin strips, thinner strips, then cut these into tiny cubes so they're all just nice and small. Pour the juice over them and microwave at full power for four minutes or simmer on the stove if you like for five minutes. But anyway, it's your choice. Full power for four minutes or simmer for five minutes. Leave to stand in the juice uh, until cool. Now add Extra juice if all the liquid has been absorbed, so you don't want them too dry. So you're going to just add a little bit of extra liquid if the liquid has gone. Now, now what you're doing is heating your oven quite high, uh, 210 degrees Celsius, and um, place the rack just, you know, just below the middle or just in the middle. I use, I don't very often take my rack out. It usually gets, uh, unless something doesn't fit in it I have to shift it down to you know closer to the bottom but basically my rack stays in the same place 
Place the yogurt and the next four ingredients into a large bowl. Add the cool mango and its liquid and store and stir all these liquids together. Chop the macadamia nuts into small pieces with a heavy knife. Mix them, the self-raising flour and sugar together in another bowl, then tip in the liquid mixture. Now fold together using a rubber scraper, you know, it's nice and flat. Uh, stopping as soon as there's no visible streaks of flour. So this is a fold-in recipe. And if the mixture looks too thick when everything is nearly mixed in, add one to two tablespoons extra of juice uh, to reach that normal muffin consistency. Take care not to overmix. And using a large spoon, put the mixture in 12 muffin pans, which will have been well sprayed with non-stick spray, uh, and then, you know, if you're putting it on a spoon, we always sometimes have to use another spoon to put it back, get it into the to the um, to the muffins. But anyway, you're baking them for 12 to 15 minutes until the muffins are golden brown and the centre springs back when pressed. So leave the muffins in the pan three to five minutes, then remove carefully and cool on a rack. And you can place them in a cloth lined basket or in plastic bags as soon as the muffins are cold. Yep, and there we are. I would buy 100 grams of macadamia nuts because even though you only need 65, you're guaranteed to eat the other 35 while you're standing there. Oh, yum! <laughs> you might have macadamia's flavour. Now, look, if you want a variation, you can use, you know, you can um, replace the um, the macadamia nuts, which, you know, we know Tanya's not going to do now. <laughs> and you can have um, Alison's Choice Dark Choco Melt. So you can turn them into mango and chocolate instead of mango and macadamia. Ooh. You know, so there you are. It's uh, open slather for that. All right. Well, thank you so much. You wow. have done so much this year, and I know you've still got a, um, some more recordings to go, but um, I hope you have some time out of the kitchen tomorrow. I will. I will. I'll have, uh, yeah, well, I'll have, you know, I'd like to sit down and have a nice quiet drink somewhere. Yeah, the bottom of your garden. Yeah, bottom of your garden or somewhere, <laughs> up by the clothesline where there's a table and I can see the tararuas. Yeah, it's oh, quite lovely. nice. But, uh, yeah, and you too, Tania. Thank you. Love it's you lots. It's a special lots. time been, of year. You've been a great girl. Oh. <laughs> it's the, the famous two here, Gail and Tanya, saying have a fabulous, yeah. safe, happy, and healthy day tomorrow. Yeah, to everybody. Yeah, do.
This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.